This ad-free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. Hello and welcome to this mini episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I am your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Ty Mitchell, a writer and former gay porn performer based in Brooklyn, New York. And here we are reading a letter from a listener. I think we should get out of the realm of embarrassing literary confessions because uh, I don't want to contribute any more to anti-intellectual uh, fervor. But uh, would you mind reading our third letter, which I have forgotten to give a subject line to, and I think also so did the letter writer. So it's just nameless. It's a nameless problem. If you can hear my dog whining, I'm not abusing my dog. He just is old and wants to go out every 45 minutes. I thought it was like a distant wind. It sounded like you were in like an old-timey Western movie and it was like the wind rolling by. No, he's a dachshund, so he's very grunty. I understand. They're like um, little squeeze boxes. They have to make yeah. a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't think of a, a subject line for this one either. Um, maybe like riot ghosts. Like this person feels haunted by the Perfect. past. Perfect. In a very immediate way. So I'll just read the letter. When I was a kid in the 90s, I was a riot girl punk and spent as much time away from home as I could in clubs. The community felt very inclusive and protective, but since we were mostly a bunch of unsupervised angry minors, we were also vulnerable to older sexual predators. I started dating men in their 20s and 30s when I was 13, and it took me until my late 20s to realize how not normal that experience was. Recently, a guy I dated when I was in high school was hired as a laborer at my company. I work in a different department, so I don't have to see him much, but he comes to my office and tries to reminisce on his breaks. These memories have been bringing up a lot of anxiety and pain I didn't even realize I felt before. He talks about what good memories he has of me in a barely concealed sexual way and mentioned looking over pictures he'd taken of me. I remember that he'd taken Polaroids of us having sex when I was high, and this anecdote suggests that he still has them. I'm horrified for not realizing these men were pedophiles or that this was child pornography before now. I'm worried if I should report this since I've never seen the photographs and don't know where he keeps them. I feel like I don't have a case, but if he's still looking at those pictures from decades ago, I can't help but worry he's still going after teens too. Is that a reasonable fear? I feel like I was too slow to realize the implications beyond myself, and now I'm complicit because I know about the pictures and his preferences but have no way to prove it. I want to start, I think, with the last sentence, because this one's just very heavy, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, letter writer, you're not slow uh, for taking a while to kind of realize the extent to which you were, like, groomed and abused. That's part of how being groomed and abused works, uh, is it is designed to keep you from that kind of information. Um, So please don't, you know, I realize it's, it's not as easy as just saying, don't be hard on yourself. Feel good about this. But it just if it helps to just begin with, you're not slow. Um, someone took advantage of your youth and trust. Um, and the fact that you were young and trusting is not a mark against you. It does not mean that you should have been like a, a secret detective at 13. It means you were 13. So I, to whatever extent you can try to remind yourself of that when you're tempted to think, I'm slow, I'm dumb, you're not. And the second is, you are not complicit. You were abused. And now the person who 
harmed you is trying to have fun little reminiscences with you at work. None of this makes you complicit any more than it made you dumb. It it just means that you're like being sort of like newly brought into an awareness of the way that somebody hurt you. It doesn't make you co-responsible. It doesn't give you a special responsibility to stop him. It just means that you are newly aware of how much this guy harmed you. Um, so I just really want to stress, you are not complicit. This is not like, oh boy, if you don't stop him, who will? This is, you're just coming to realize how much you were hurt and you need a lot of support. And I want you to be able to get a lot of that support. Does that feel like a good place to start? Does that feel useful? Um, I, I really just, I felt for her with that line about, oh my gosh, I'm dumb and complicit. It was just so painful to read. Yeah, I com- I completely I agree. Um, and yeah, where, where I wanted to go with this was that like, let's f- actually focus on you first and that that's okay for us to do. And like you said, Danny, like you're not complicit and you're not responsible for this person's predations toward you or toward other people potentially or, you know. Um, and I think that before we can even get into um, like, should I report this person? You know, you're being sexually harassed at work and that's not acceptable. Yeah, This person doesn't even work in the same department as you, you know, and is using the pretense of having known you, what, 20 years ago to come to your office when he has no need to um, and, you know, hint at, you know, you know, just because you had any kind of sexual relationship with this person 20 some odd years ago or 10 years ago or a year ago or, you know, a month ago, like this person should not be coming in to see you while you're at working and bringing it up. Um, and that is a completely reasonable boundary to place with this person, you know, through whatever like mechanisms your company has available. And if your company doesn't have you know, that's that's the thing. That's where I kind of get tied up, you know, because it's, it's like if this company, if you can't rely on your company to resolve this, then um, which is the case for a lot of people, um, I, I'm like not totally sure about the answer. I do think it sounds like this person is actually fishing for some kind of validation about whether what you two experienced was consensual or something that you look back on fondly mm-hmm. Um you know, and maybe that's giving this person too much of the benefit of the doubt. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think you owe it to this person to confront him yourself without mm-hmm. support from your employer, who does have the obligation to intervene. Yeah, yeah, and you know, letter writer, I can completely understand why your mind has gone to: Is he doing this to other teenagers now? But I also just really want to stress, based on all we know, you are the person that he harmed as a teenager. You are the person he took, you know, child pornography pictures of. You are the person who is being sexually harassed now. So while it is, you know, to your credit and speaks to your compassion that you're worried about other people that he might be trying to hurt now, as far as we know, you're the victim here. Like, you're the one who is actively being, you know, like tormented with, hey, I might still have pictures of you naked as a child. This is real and it's happening to you right now. So I don't want you to dismiss your own pain or concern and your kind of rush to 
worry about others. Like you're the one he is hurting right now. So you are the primary concern. Um, I, I would really encourage you, letter writer, to speak to a lawyer first and foremost about what various kinds of cases you may or may not have about the best way to go about getting protection at work, whether that's through HR, whether that's through filing a police report, which again, is not always something that I encourage letter writers to do. And especially in cases like this, don't always result in somebody shows up and protects you and good things happen. But is, I think in your case, absolutely worth considering and may be a necessary step towards getting the kind of restraining order and protections that you might need. But I would say your first port of call should be with a lawyer to talk about what you do know, what you don't know, and what you need. Um, and then it is to talk to either your boss at work uh, or HR or both and say, you need to make sure that you never have to see this man again. I, I realize one of the difficult things about that is that will likely end up in him losing his job. It's not a guarantee. Sometimes people harm children and keep their jobs. I know that all too well. But the important thing here is that you are not harassed by the guy who says that he has child pornography of you. That's my primary concern. Not that he keeps this job. Um, that's going to have to be somebody else's concern. You cannot, you cannot make that your concern and I think should not make that your concern. So I would say talk to a lawyer and then talk to somebody at work about making sure that he never contacts you again. I don't want you to feel like maybe I need to talk to him again and explain how wrong this is. Maybe he just doesn't realize it's not okay to tease somebody about the child pornography you have of them. It is wrong. He already knows that. Um, you don't need to put yourself in a dangerous situation by trying to reason somebody out of rejoicing and having abused you as a, you know, as a, as a very, very young person, as a 13-year-old, as a 15-year-old. So you never need to, like, this is not one of those situations where I would say, hey, you need to go tell this guy no. Like, you need to go right. make yourself clear one right. time. This is keep yourself safe, stay away from him, get a restraining order, make sure that he is not at this company um, trying to get in contact with you again. Um, and then whether or not you decide uh, you might want to try to file charges beyond that, that also may be something that is is not in your hands. Um, I think one of the things that's often challenging, you know, because some of this will depend on your state. Some of this will depend on on uh, mandated re reporting laws. Some of this will depend on like statute of limitations. There may be ways in which getting the protection that you need at work automatically kicks off a, a chain of mandated reporting that would mean filing charges is out of your control. Um, or it may be within your control. And then you will have to decide whether or not it is something that you want to do, what kind of support you might need in order to do it, how you might handle what other fallout from that might be. So I guess I just say all that to stress. I can't guarantee you that reporting will or will not be within your power um, to the actual police. Um, that's something I can't speak to, but I would really say talk to a lawyer immediately, find out what you can and, and can't do to protect yourself. Um, find out what case you may or may not have. Um, it may be a criminal one. It may be a civil one. I don't, again, I don't know, but a lawyer will be able to help you answer those questions. And again, my my goal for you is you never have to see this guy again. You never talk to him again. Not they start coming up with weird rules at work whereby he shows up at different hours than you or they're like, oh, we'll all make sure you don't have to see him because we've made him promise he won't come around your office anymore. He needs to go. 
He should not be working at a company where he is harassing his coworkers by reminding them of the child porn he has of them. That is a fireable offense. That should be a fireable offense. He should not have this job because he is harassing people there. So that's my strongest word on that front. Again, I, I it is very possible that he is trying to do this to teenagers now. I don't know. But the focus should be and needs to be on what he what we know he's doing, which is harassing you. Um, and I'm really sorry. That's really devastating and painful. And I hope in addition to talking to a lawyer and your supervisor and HR, you also talk to friends if you feel comfortable opening up to them, to a support group for other people who have been in similar situations if that's something you feel comfortable with. Um, anybody who you feel like you can ask for support right now, I want you to do that. Yeah, that's, I mean, I actually really appreciate that, Danny. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know a lot about this stuff. So it's actually, I think, really helpful you know, even for me, if, you know, people come to me about this kind of stuff to know. But yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, this sucks. This person's being shitty. Yeah. Yeah. And just, <laughs> and you, you shouldn't know, have to deal with them. I really get letter writer why it feels scary and isolating to only be coming to some of these realizations now. But I just want to stress, and again, this is one of the reasons that I hope you might consider a support group is that's actually incredibly common. It is incredibly common for people who were um, like groomed or abused or taken advantage of when they were very young to not realize it either until they like reach adulthood or maybe the age of the person who harmed them and kind of for the first time see, oh my gosh, that's a child. That's wrong. Um, or they see it happening to somebody else and they sort of for the first time um, come to realize their situation in a new way. So you are not alone in that. Uh, again, that's that's part of why like grooming and abusing children and teenagers is so wrong is because they are developing at that stage of life and they are still coming to form their ideas about the world and about growth and about connection and relationships. And so if somebody gets to you at that age and convinces you that, you know, this 35-year-old who wants to date you at 13 is just like a cool, neat guy, um, that's why they're choosing a child to do that to because you can take advantage of children in that way. It doesn't mean you were dumb. It means you were 13. Um, and, and so it also makes sense that you wouldn't then just spontaneously of your own volition, the day you turned 18, think, oh gosh, I now know that that was wrong. That's a really unreasonable expectation to have of yourself. So just go easy on yourself right now. Talk to somebody right away. I'm so sorry. Put yourself first. You are not complicit. You were harmed. You are being harmed now. Um, and I hope that you never have to see this man again um, and that he cannot continue working in this job. I don't know what um, a better life for him exactly would look like. I believe it is possible for him to stop hurting children and former victims. If he so chooses, it will not be easy or immediately available. Um, but it's not incumbent upon you keeping a secret for him. It's not incumbent upon you making sure that he gets to keep this job. Um, I, I do know that much. So. Um, Please write back and let us know how you're doing. Let us know what you do or do not choose to do. Um, look out for yourself in whatever way you can and just know that I am rooting for you in every way imaginable. Um, I think that's all I've got on that one. Thank you for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music, don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash mood to sign up to subscribe or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Thanks. Also, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. 
Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday, and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations with the guest. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you'd like me to read your letter on the show, maybe you need a little advice, maybe some big advice, head to slate.com slash mood to find our Big Mood, Little Mood listener question form, or find a link in the description on the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening.